0: Just say friend of the show. We don't need to go into their personal life. Yes, we do. to you pre-recorded during the first break in the return to Ball. this is this is a cultural event a blazeball recap podcast i'm your host evan saft my pronouns are they them joining me as always is your other host eli lee
1: hello everybody my name is eli lee my pronouns are also they them
0: I said your name kind of weird there, and I don't know why.
1: It's, you know what? We shook it up a little bit. We, it we're was playing like, it was a with...
0: surprise. Uh, who am I joined by? Eli Lee! What?
1: Oh my who? god, I can't believe I
0: got them to guest
1: on this podcast.
0: On my Blazeball Recap Podcast? Goodness. What a star.
1: And uh, notably, my shtick for Blazeball is knowing exactly what we're talking about at all yeah. times.
0: You just come in, and I, I tell you about baseball and you're like, yes, I knew all this already.
1: Yeah, stop talking down to me. I know.
0: Yeah, which, you know, I should probably check in. Lee, how how you doing this week?
1: Oh, I'm doing... So, I actually decided to do a little bit of homework after our last episode, because I brought up the Binghamton Mets, which... Mm-hmm is notable for being one of my favorite baseball teams that sounds like a joke but isn't actually. And also, I I think I mentioned this last episode but I do have an a, like an emotional connection to the Binghamton Mets because I grew up in the Southern Tier of New York and my parents would bring me to Binghamton Mets games when I was a little kid.
0: Now, quick check in before you proceed. Yeah. Where, do, where what else is on the tier list of New York? <laughs> 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 you've got the South tier. <laughs> yeah, you've got the
1: Southern tier. Uh, that well, here is the thing: depending on who you ask this question of, you'll get a different answer.
0: So, what you are saying is that you know you are not sure where Fox lands on it.
1: No. Um, okay. So no. So New York geography is extremely contentious for people who live in New York. <laughs> the only thing anyone can really agree on is where Long Island is, and that's about it.
0: Which is hell.
1: Yeah, which is hell. There's hell and then there's the rest of New York state and, uh, we'll, we'll hash it out depending on who you talk to. But Binghamton, the Binghamton Mets are a minor league baseball team that used to serve as sort of like a, a training ground slash, I guess like recruitment zone for the New York Mets. Mm. So if you played in the Binghamton Mets, there was a chance that you'd be inducted into the New York Mets, New York's shittiest baseball team.
0: You were threatened with it in fact.
1: Yeah, you're thre- if you're if you're good enough at the Binghamton Mets, they draft you into the New York Mets. And I really like minor league baseball and professional league baseball, most notably, mm-hmm. more than major league baseball because I think minor league and professional league baseball are the two iterations of baseball that get closest to the spirit of baseball. Like, I don't think that if I went to go see, like, the New York Mets play at wherever they're playing now that isn't Shea Stadium anymore, I don't think that I would see someone get set on fire on the field. Whereas if I went to a Binghamton Mets game, there's (laughs) definitely a non-zero chance that I could see someone get set on
0: fire. Yeah, there's there's a chance. There's a chance.
1: There's definitely a greater chance than if I was at a Major League Baseball game. If I went to, like, a Professional League Baseball game, that chance I feel almost doubles. (laughs) Nobody goes to Professional League Baseball games to see people play baseball, which I think is the correct way you should go see a baseball game, because baseball's boring as fuck.
0: Yeah, I mean, they only have four bases most of the time.
1: Yeah, and, like, fuck that. I want to go see hot dog races when I'm at a baseball game. You play (laughs) baseball so people have a chance to get up and buy more beer between hot dog races. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, Well, speaking of buying snacks... Maybe we should get into baseball this week.
1: All right, you're not you're not going to be safe from me rattling off a list of minor league baseball teams, but we can save oh, that for I, another I'm
0: episode. Sure, I'm sure I won't, but we can pepper <laughs> that in throughout. Yeah. So we are on season 13 of Baseball, as we now know it. The expansion era has begun. The subtitle for this season is Home Free. Now, before we get into things, a quick correction, or not really correction, but hey, in trying to fit everything in last week, I forgot something, which is that before the election results came up, we got another visit from the coin, or the boss, or equity. All the various things we know our girl boss to be.
1: Is she is she asking people if anybody wants to join her downline?
0: Uh, well, she's saying, Congratulations, Hades Tigers. Great news. We have everything under control. Thanks to our swift action, things seem to be leveling off. Rejoice! You can expect less flooding in the future. Meanwhile, our food and beverage director is busy cooking up new tasty treats. And what an election! The fans have spoken, and we answered. Smooth sailing ahead.
1: I really, I I don't know why this seems suspicious to anybody, if it even does. I love starting all of my professional correspondence with, we've got it under control.
0: <laughs> I mean, it started off with great news, you know, to yeah. set the expectations.
1: Yeah, fantastic news. Everything is under control. we fixed the flooding. Are we <laughs> sure that this woman is not being played by my landlord? <laughs> Because that's exactly what they told me before water started spewing out of my fucking bathroom ceiling for the <laughs> third time in my <laughs> lease history.
0: You know, we don't have a cast list yet, so we'll have to see. For Blazeball the movie, maybe they've gotten your landlord. Rosemary, I fucking know it's you. <laughs> so, beginning, similar to the start of the previous season, we get a another thing happening Sunday night, which is the monitor shows up. Yay! Also, they've got a chef hat on. (gasps) Squid in the chef hat.
1: Oh, a promotion!
0: (laughs) And the monitor says, Hey, new snacks. Pretzels got wet. Sorry.
1: Call that Wetzel's Pretzels.
0: Hope that's okay. Uh, yes, well, we have three new snacks joining the available items for your snack pack. Those being the aforementioned wet pretzels, which... Some people tell me the icon for those is a donut, but I have no idea what a donut is.
1: What is a donut if not a wet pretzel?
0: Yeah, I mean, I look at the icon and I see a wet pretzel, so I don't I don't know what they're talking about. The the wet pretzels give you coins whenever the black hole swallows a win from any team. We have slushies, which will earn you money whenever base runners are swept away by flooding weather, and we have pickles. Which will give you coins anytime your idol steals a base.
1: Do you get the pickles out of a giant communal barrel? Because that is the only way you should be getting pickles. Uh, yes, I know I- COVID's still a thing. I don't care. <laughs> We've created a beautiful fiction in the Ball universe where COVID doesn't exist and you can still get your pickles from a big communal barrel.
0: Well, the thing is that they look like pickle chips uh, uh, in the icon, ugh. so...
1: You're gonna have to get, like, a wire mesh strainer to, like, fish him out of there.
0: (laughs) So, moving on to our usual things to go through before we get into the main events of the season. Our weather! Uh, we don't have any new weather this season... But we still have all of the returning weather, including solar eclipse. As we have eleven incinerations this season, woo! Quite an uptick from last season's two.
1: That's a professional league baseball.
0: Yep. Notably, sixty of these are after the late siesta. As for why that's important, I'll go over that later. But our incinerations for the season are Sutton Picklestein of the Yellowstone Magic. Hot- Pickles at it again. <laughs> Hotboxado. Perhaps we used Picklestein to make the you know, <laughs> to make the pickles in the shop.
1: I'm just saying he gets incinerated. Pickles show up. Mm-hmm. We don't know that these players aren't made of cucumbers. <laughs> and even then, you can pickle anything. That's part of the beauty of it.
0: Hotboxado. Hans Scoresberg, Raul Lial of the Miami Dolly, notably Raul Lial, you might remember, previously was awarded the Iffy Jr. which...
1: <laughs> the Ken Iffy
0: Jr.? Uh, no, just just the Iffy Jr. The Sonoff baseball Bat, which minimized his stats in return for protecting his team from incinerations which led to the umpires being incinerated a couple times. Unfortunately, it seems like the umpires figured out that while well, the Iffy Jr might have protected Raul's team it did not protect Raul So, Raul is incinerated on day 43. The
1: ultimate sacrifice. The ultimate (laughs) sacrifice.
0: Theodore Holloway of the Houston Spies, Lawrence Horn of the Wild Wings, Ruffian Applesauce of the new expansion team, the Core Mechanics, Augusta Chadwell of the Ohio Worms. On the same day, day 98, we see two incinerations in the game between the Breckenridge Jazz Hands and the Hellmouth Sunbeams as Combs Estes and Sutton Bishop are both incinerated and Norris Firestar of the Houston Spies. Those are... Our incinerations for this season and a moment of silence for our poor departed baseball players. Okay, moment over. So, peanuts, we have eight allergic reactions. I'm not even going to bother saying that we had a different number of reactions because they're all allergic. Uh, Again, jazz hands getting a little screwed here. They get three allergic reactions as as they just can't stop their players from picking up peanuts, apparently.
1: Theater kids are notoriously allergic to peanuts.
0: (laughs) We have four feedback swaps. I'll get into those a little later. There are no reverb shuffles over this season, but... We do have one more player become reverberating as Kendi Loser of the Baltimore Crabs becomes reverberating. That's our dad, folks! That's our dad! (laughs) And that's the main piece of weather for the season. So, getting to the main season, but two things happen before the season starts proper, which is first, the microphone starts tweeting. Now, the microphone had previously been trying to convey some messages that were getting cut off. It's still doing that. It's sending messages, but... The messages are missing some letters being replaced by hyphens. What we can generally sort of assume the messages to be are Splashed, Focus Wyatt, Getting Scattered. Then, before the placeball season shows up, our good old girl boss comes in to announce the season. Great news! The numbers are in. The economy is booming. Blazeball is bigger than ever before. Don't worry about the fan-made crisis. Everything is under control. Focus on what you do best. Supporting our players. Delivering our MVPs. Rejoice. Play ball.
1: You know. Sounds straightforward to me. Yeah. Rejoicing and
0: playing ball? Those are two of my favorite things. Yeah, don't even worry about it. So, on day one, we have something happen, which is, as you might recall, how flooding works. Flooding, which I was not going to give account on, because dear God, there's a lot of flooding, and it's not, like, a permanent thing that we've seen so far. But, uh, as you might recall, flooding sweeps players off bases and occasionally sweeps them elsewhere. <laughs> uh, at the beginning of the season, Beasley Day was still elsewhere from last season. Beasley Day returned from elsewhere... Scattered. Scattered is another modifier, but the only modification we see is that it removed some letters from Beasley Day's name, so Beasley Day came back as hyphen Easley Day, much like we saw the Mike tweeting. Interesting, interesting. Day four, Beasley Day becomes unscattered and reclaims the B at the beginning of their name, but we'll see various players... St- being swept elsewhere and returning scattered with letters missing from their name. A lot of this happens. I'm not going to go through all of them. Day seven, we get our first ever game in a ballpark as the Mints face the Crabs at the Crabitat, which is also apparently the first time that the Mints ever played the Crabs, like in the history of baseball.
1: Huh? Lots yeah. of history.
0: Yeah. The Crabs shame the Mints.
1: Okay. I mean,
0: yeah. (laughs) Listen, home field advantage, it's certainly a way to bring in a ballpark.
1: And parking's just absolutely a nightmare.
0: Yeah. Day nine, we see some interesting things happen. uh, In a game between the lovers and the mechanics, Don Mitchell, who you might recall got reverberated way back in reverb season, managed to repeat while they have also been swept elsewhere. Because they were on base, and then they repeated, but then they got swept elsewhere, and then they batted while they were elsewhere.
1: That's- look, if you can multitask, more power to you.
0: Yep, yep, yep. So, the, that's our big things uh, taking us into the Earl Siesta, which means that it is time for the seasonal reading. The spread for this season is the High Priestess, which is the Fridays, the Devil- which is the Tigers, our previous season champion, and Judgment, which is the Lovers. The Fridays are going under. They gain the modifier Sinking Ship. This team plays 1% worse for every player above 14 players in their roster and 1% better for every player below 15 in their roster. The Fridays notably have exactly 15, so they they are not affected by this, but they could if they gain or lose players. The Lovers are getting over. They gain the one-season modifier of base dealing, which is this team's lineup will advance in reverse order. Their lineup is also reverse-optimized, so their lineup currently goes from worst batter to best batter, but for this season, we'll go in reverse of that. Great. Yeah. Continuing on, notably, we also see at this point every other team besides the Crab uh, get to begin construction on their ballparks and the Crabs get to begin construction on renovations. As everyone starts throwing money at baseball, or, or throwing coins at the ballparks. There's not real money involved. I want to be clear on that. <laughs> so... Going forward on day 45, comfortsome temperish of the spies makes baseball history, becoming the first player to hit a natural cycle. A natural cycle is hitting a single, a double, a triple, and a home run in that exact order. Notably. By doing so, they find the six-blood Blaggenball.
1: Hey!
0: Hey! New Blaggenball.
1: New Blaggenball just dropped.
0: <laughs> Yo, you you hear about this new Blaggenball?
1: I will never stop making that joke.
0: On day fifty-three, the millennials decide to set the record for the closest margin of game score, going five point two to five over the lovers. And then next day on day 53, the firefighters immediately outdo them, going over the spies by 2.1 to 2.
1: Man, adding percentages to this game was just a really great idea. Yeah. It makes the entire process so much more streamlined and easy to understand.
0: (laughs) Bigger numbers are better, Lee. Come
1: on. We should absolutely be implementing this in the professional leagues.
0: Yeah, yeah. So on day 64, the first of our notable feedbacks, Jalen Hot Dog Fingers, at that moment on the core mechanics, switches places with Mindy Kugel of the Seattle Garages, meaning that Jalen has returned to the garages. Yes! She's back from her whirlwind tour around the league. Yes. On day 67, the Ohio Worms set a new record the record that they set fastest speed run to party time being mathematically eliminated from the finals on day 67 beating the previously held record of the hawaii fridays by six days the
1: fastest
0: worms in the league (laughs) (laughs) which takes us to the late siesta during the late siesta a whole bunch of construction happens. So, I briefly touched on this last week as the crabs built their ballpark, but this season, all other teams will also be building their ballpark, despite a slight effort by the spies to not actually build a ballpark, but they weren't able to stop people from spending their coin on that, because, you know. We love spending money. Trying to get people not to do a thing in a game, to do nothing, usually isn't going to work. Yeah. That's... Just not how psychology works.
1: So no, come on, guys. We really like playing in this abandoned
0: lot. We don't need a stadium. So a note on how stadiums work. When you build a stadium, you are able to select from a number of prefabs. As I might have mentioned, the crabs for the uh, for the Krabitat or the Chesapeake Raceway and Ballpark or the Crab ha <laughs> uh, <laughs> ha selected the Silverado. The sleek lines and open space scream sound, which the millennials also pick for the new york new york arena arena or batten island (laughs) (laughs) the most popular prefab is boreal high ceilings tons of light you could get lost in your own home selected by the lift for the tokyo fitness center or the gym the moist talkers for gleek arena or the gleek the shoe thieves for cho stadium or the cho the magic for the yellowstone national ballpark or yellowstone the flowers for Boston Garden or the garden, the sunbeams for the Lower Moab Scenic Overlook Field or the solarium, the tacos for the Al Pastor Memorial Park or the L.A. Taqueria, (laughs) and the spies for an undisclosed location or redacted. Which is their stadium?
1: If you want to go to their stadium, you have to meet a guy in a 7-Eleven parking lot, and he sticks a bag over your head and drives you to the stadium.
0: (laughs) The second most popular is Loge, which is open air and easy access, make this the perfect event space. Selecting this are the Jazz Hands with the Breckenridge Community Field or the Pocket, the Tigers with the Six Circle Arena or the amphitheater, the Miami Dole with the Miami International Arena, or worldwide fields.
1: Thank God. Thank <laughs> God they
0: went with that. <laughs> the Fridays with the Hawaii Viberite Field, or the cookout, and the Breathmints with the Kansas City Fresh Dome, or the meadow. I should quickly note that almost all of these... Names for the arenas are Shoutouts to Fannin Fannin arenas that the community has come up with Which is kind of neat After Loge comes Douglas Keep your loved ones safe With the leader in home field security Selected by the firefighters For the fire safety awareness center Or the firehouse The lovers for the San Fran Stadium Or the polyhedron (laughs) And the wild wings For Basin of Mexico Park Or the Bucket after Douglas, we have Hillcrest, a high-energy space you'll want to sink into. The Georgia select this for the Atlantean Dome or the Bubble. The Worms select this for the Wapakoneta. Air, Space, and Worm Museum and Ballpark, or the Wormhole, and the mechanics selected for the Core Pillar Stadium, or the Pillars. The two prefabs are only selected by one team, the Rodeo. Everything's a long ball in this cozy space saver, selected by the Stakes, for the George Four Man Stadium, or the Steakhouse. And Pine, pictures will go absolutely wild over the view by the Garages, for the Hot Dog Fingers Memorial Climate Pledge Garage and Parking Facility. Or the big garage. Those are all of our ballparks. Notably, we see that the prefab has a uh, an effect on the stats of a ballpark. I'm just going to run through the stats. I'm not going to try and convey what they mean just yet. As we have Grandiosity, Fortification, Obtuseness, Ominousness, Inconvenience, Viscosity, Forwardness, Mysticism, Elongation, Filthiness, Luxuriousness, and Hype! Now, an important thing to note, as we will discover, is that a lot of teams apparently picked Loge because it said event space. And they were like, great! Turns out Loge increased the weather activation rate. Well, that certainly is an event! Yep. Which means the event that many people are witness to is incineration. <laughs>
1: Great. <laughs> Look, nobody nobody said what the event was. Maybe if you go to a catering center, someone sets you on fire. That's just life, baby.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Notably, really, there are two prefabs that are not selected. I believe they are Palmero and Tweed are not selected as prefabs. Uh, Also, the ticker decides to comment on this and says, so many ballparks now. Where's mine? The ticker deserves a ballpark. (laughs) Ticker does deserve a ballpark. Give the
1: ticker a ballpark. That's my campaign for 2019. 2021. I forgot what year it is again.
0: (laughs) So on day 79, we have another instance of feedback where we see Yosh Carpenter of the San Francisco Lovers Switches place with Gabriel Griffin Of the Hawaii Fridays Notably, Yosh Carpenter as a pitcher Ends up spending this whole game Pitching for both teams
1: Well, sometimes that's just You know, it's important to love who you are
0: <laughs> Yeah
1: it's imp- We're not in Pride Month yet But it's impo- if you pitch for both teams That's fine <laughs> Love, Love matters
0: <laughs> which takes us to the end of the season. So, as we reach the end of day 99, it's time to talk about the idol board a bit, because there was something new on the idol board, which is the idol board had this text added to it. MVP voting. MVPs are selected at each end season. Players above the line will be named season MVPs and will receive a capital letters. Ego boost. We also see, uh similarly, or, or, or in a similar fashion, as to folks might remember, an ominous red line under a top portion of the players on the idle board. We see. Oh a, yes,
1: I saw this on Twitter.
0: Yes, we see a wavy yellow line, or at least I think it's yellow. It's yellow or green. I'm colorblind. Uh, but it's 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 a color that is not red, and it's kind of like the color that the boss talks in. Speaking of. The boss comes to talk to us at the end of day 99. What an incredible season. Congratulations to our MVPs. Under enormous pressure, these players have risen to the top. York Silk, Nagomi McDaniel, Alden Cash Money, Sexton Rearer, Wyatt Glover, Goodwin Morin, Peanut Bong, Sutton Picklestein, Jessica Telephone, Pitching Machine. Trust us when we say the weight of this accomplishment cannot be overstated. You're all winners. All these players are given the modification of Ego Boost. Notably, there is a community plan uh, that was happening during this, trying to get a number of players who were incinerated or in the shadows rather than active players. These Ego Boosts, um, which we see somewhat successful with Sutton Picklestein and Peanut Bong, but otherwise, you know, a lot of these players were kind of entrenched at the top of the idle board. So, the end of our season our season standings... As they were, in first place, we have the LA Unlimited Tacos. With a record of 64 wins to 35 losses, and a total of 68 wins. So hey, Tacos started at the bottom, now they're here. Proud of you guys. In bottom place for the league, we have the Ohio Worms, with a record of 21 to 78, and 14 wins overall.
1: A friend of the show, Elliot, was messaging me about, like, the new, the new baseball teams. Mm-hmm. And the question was, what, what, um, like, what, what baseball team do you most readily empathize with? And I said, like, emotionally, emotionally, I want to be the Tigers, but realistically, it's Worms. <laughs> I aspire to Hades Tigersdom, but... In practicality, I'm just I'm just a worm. And that's okay. You know, think, think about worms. Soft. <laughs> enjoys mulch. <laughs> moisturized. <laughs> and hey, the worms, and in some way, the worms have really been noteworthy this season for being the worst team. Because someone has to be. So you know what? Worms? Segments up. I believe in you.
0: particularly given that the worms managed to, because of black holes, get seven less wins than their overall win record.
1: And you know what? That's impressive.
0: Yeah, that is a, that is a record for lowest number of wins with 14 wins. I, I need to go back. I don't think 21 to 78 may be the worst record we've seen. But yeah, 14 wins is definitely the lowest amount of wins.
1: (laughs) And you know what? Good for you guys, Worms.
0: Which takes us to our playoff season. Entering in, starting for the Wild League, we have the Tokyo Lift selected against the fourth seed, the Mexico City Wild Wings. And the, the Kansas City Breathments selected for the Mild League against the New York Millennials. The Kansas City Breathments actually manage to outdo the New York Millennials as the Millennials choke as they love to, going 2-1 over the Millennials. And the Mexico City Wild Wings sweep the Tokyo Lift. The Tokyo Lift do not manage to secure a spot through the wild card, which means for the Wild League, we have the LA Unlimited Tacos, the Mexico City Wild Wings, the Chicago Firefighters, and the Houston Spies. For the Mild League, we have my beloved Baltimore Crabs, the Kansas City Breathments, the Hawaii Fridays, and the Canada Talkers. meaning uh, that, yes, in their first season back, the Baltimore Crabs are able to make it back to playoffs.
1: Claws up, gang.
0: Claws up, and claws will remain up as the Baltimore Crabs sweep the Kansas City Breathments. The Hawaii Fridays go 3-2, over the ca- and the Moist Talkers, the LA Unlimited Talkers sweep the Mexico City Wild Wings, and the Chicago Firefighters go 3-2 over the Houston Spies, notably on day 105 in the series between the Houston Spies versus the Firefighters. Denzel Scott, who you might recall was shelled by Wyatt Quitter last season, is pecked free by birds. So hey, Spies, you didn't manage to make it further, but at least you got a player out. And sometimes a friend is what you need, which means going into our semifinals, we have the Baltimore Crabs uh, against the Hawaii Fridays, and the L.A. Tacos against the Chicago Firefighters. And claws continue to be up as the Baltimore Crabs sweep the Hawaii Fridays. Uh, notably, I want to call out one play in this game uh, because it's it just I I mentioned this on in our Twitter, but it is one of my favorite, it's just the, one of my favorite things I've seen, which is, we have a play wherein you might recall that Kendy Loser was rever- became reverberating this season, meaning that Kendi Loser can repeat, we had a case where Kendi Loser was on third, Kendi Loser was on first, Kendi Loser would have been on second, except Kendi Loser had gotten caught stealing. And Kennedy Loser was on bat and managed to hit a single, sending Kennedy Loser home. Kennedy Loser getting out at second base, and Kennedy Loser reaching first on Fielder's Choice.
1: So I guess the answer to who's on first is Kennedy Loser.
0: Yeah, pretty much. And over in the Wild League, the LA Unlimited Tacos take it over the Chicago Firefighters three games to two, meaning that your Internet Series Finals are between the Baltimore Crabs and the LA Unlimited Tacos. These are the two teams that during season one were the absolute worst. This is a long-term underdog story that these two teams now stand at the apex of baseball this season.
1: Oh, it's like I can hear Graduation by Vitamin C playing.
0: yes as they go on they'll remember all those times that they had hard shells
1: and that's going to be a problem because really soft shell is what you want for uh, for food like tacos
0: yeah unfortunately we know that they're hard shells because we have the we have the logo and it is a hard shell taco <laughs> and in this matchup between these two titans that have come so far the baltimore crabs despite having flinch and perhaps still having the curse of flinch from facing the peanut and likely due to the fact that they managed to whim the fourth strike in the, in last season's wills managed to sweep the unlimited tacos.
1: The tacos
0: are not able to reach the championship this season, which means the crabs won. Yay. Crabs they're back and they're champions again. Oh, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. The
1: crabs are back and pinchier
0: than ever. They're, you know, crabs are back and we're like, all right, we need to show that we can do this again. Notably, again, the crabs, uh, uh, j- just just, a note on this, because we do get an interesting record set because the crabs do manage to win this season. But notably, the crabs are not great at hitting, particularly because they're so cursed, similar to the shoe thieves but managed to win this largely on their incredible defense, setting two new records, because the Crabs won this season with the lowest number of runs ever scored by a champion team with 333.8 runs over the entirety of the season. Notably, this is only... 7.8 7.8 runs more than they scored in season one.
1: So it's like a Cinderella story, but uh, maybe <laughs> maybe don't look at it too closely. Yeah.
0: Notably, they only uh, allowed uh, 271.4 runs across this season, which is another record set for lowest number of runs allowed over a season.
1: So maybe, maybe sometime in the future, there's going to be a You're Wrong About episode about the, the crabs' meteoric rise, <laughs> where they became just an unstoppable behemoth that really isn't hitting much better than they were at the beginning.
0: Yeah, I mean, it turns out when, when you know, people can't score on you, that's also good.
1: I can just hear Michael Hobbs now, knowing nothing about baseball, which means he knows approximately as much about baseball as he does about actual sports.
0: But anyways, um, I'm sure people are tired of me hearing talk hearing me talk about the Crabs. But I think I think that is an actually interesting record that's set there. Also, the Crabs
1: uh. is kind of our brand. Yeah, fair. Come listen to this is a cultural event. Our brand is Crabs. Well,
0: you know what... That's
1: going to play really well in our advertisements that we put in Penn Station.
0: (laughs) Call us Red Lobster, I guess?
1: I was talking about venereal disease, but yours is very nice and
0: wholesome. (laughs) So, which takes us to the election. Now, in this election, we don't see the coin show up to begin it. Oh. Going, uh... For our decrees on, this, on our ballot this season Again, only one decree will pass We have bird rights Allow division winners to hatch an egg from the field of eggs With a chosen name from the filtered pool Force fields A player on each team is placed in the force field Protecting them from steals and swaps Use a will to move the field to another player and free wills. Teams that finish in the bottom four of the league will receive an extra will in that season's election. As baseball is off to do, we get the catch up mechanic one as free wills passes with 53% of all decree votes. Wills expand. Seeking balance. The lie comforts. Rising. Tides And our bottom four teams for this season, the Georges, the Breathmans, the Lift, and the Worms, get a free will this season. That's right. That's the long game,
1: baby. Free will.
0: (laughs) Well, notably, the uh, Worms also, they manage two seasons in a row. They activate their bottom feeder. Uh, Ability to boost 5% for being the the bottom team in the league That's, you know what? That's fucking
1: strategy, Evan, okay? That's strategy This is the New
0: York Mets, baby Now Lee, you say that But that actually was the strategy that people on the worms were aiming for Yeah!
1: (laughs) If you know you're not good enough to win Your alternative is to be bad enough to get perks out of it (laughs)
0: which takes us to our wills now notably the wills that you can select are the same this season which means it's time for me to go through the wills of all the teams and i'll just point it out when something like particularly interesting happens so the tacos infuse mcdowell mason they also foreshadow Nicholas Vincing swapping with Vito Kravitz. The firefighters vote to infuse Lou Rosehart and revote Mags Banana Nana, who goes to the New York Millennials. The spies bring forth Emmett Tabby shadowing Marco Escobar. Also, in what I can only think is some sort of sabotage, or, like, we get a whimdy here as the spies... With a 1% chance of this happening across spies' will votes, trade Fitzgerald Blackburn, one of their star hitters, for Ho Garcia, a pitcher on the lovers. I could not tell you the motivation behind this trade, because it, for all intents and purposes, makes the spies worse.
1: You see, what I think the spies did was they sent their player over to the other team... To seduce somebody,
0: Mm-hmm. but they got seduced by the lovers with their charm yeah, and blood, then,
1: and then leave and break their heart, and that would cause them to perform worse later on. They I can't see. play through the pain.
0: I see. I see. Well, we'll see how that how that works out for them. <laughs> Subterfuge. Yeah, the crabs. Exchange their their player Baldwin Breadwinner for Logan Horseman on the Miami Dale, and revoke Evelton McBlace II. The Fridays bring forth Fenry Marlowe, shadowing Lizzie Pasta, who uh notably managed to give up Let me let me give you the the exact number here, because you might recall me mentioning that the Crabs were not getting a lot of runs this season, right? Nope. In the game against the Fridays where Lizzie Pasta was pitching, the Crabs, the Crabs, got 14 runs. So Lizzie Pasta, not the best pitcher.
1: Well, you can't be great at everything.
0: Uh, they also vote to infuse star hitter Alyssa Harrell. The Moist Talkers bring forth Shinrai McElroy from the shadows.
1: The fourth McElroy brother. (laughs) Uh, Shin Godzilla McElroy.
0: (laughs) Uh, Shadowing Mooney Doctor and plunder Polkadot Patterson back from the mechanics. Notably, this sends Shirai McElroy to the mechanics. The Wild Wings vote to infuse Summer's Preston and choose to bring Wichita Toaster from the shadows. uh, Shadowing Axel Cardenas. The Tigers plunder Alden Cash Money from the Sunbeams, they plunder back Alden Cash Money and send Richmond Harrison, everybody's best friend, to the Sunbeams. They also target Paula Turnip for an exchange, opting to send back Carmelo Plums, notably both of these fairly windy, a 5% chance of that plunder happening, and the exchange having a rounded down 0% chance of happening. The Millennials revoke Alejandro Leaf and exchange not a number for Peanut Holloway on the firefighters. The Stakes bring forth Zephyr McLeod from the Shadows, shadowing Sam Scandal, who I think is a noir detective, just with a name like that.
1: Oh, either a noir detective or one of the children
0: of Vandal Savage. Mmm. And also, uh, infuse Corey Ross. The Dale bring forth Liam Snail and shadow Wyatt (laughs) Owens and infuse Rivers Clemens. The Magic, vote to infuse Chorby Short, Chorby Short, everyone's favorite foul machine, continually getting better, which I think makes them less unique, but oh well. And choose to bring uh, Tiana Wheeler forth from the shadows, shadowing Wyatt Glover. Um, Wyatt Glover condemned to the shadows after four failed surgeries.
1: Is that what we're calling it now?
0: (laughs) I mean, it is. The Flowers... Plunder Sutton Picklestein, who you may recall was incinerated previously this season. Yes, got turned into pickles. Fire and smoke and egg hatching. Sutton Picklestein returns. Castillo Turner retreats to the shadows.
1: Sutton Picklestein just crawling out of that fucking barrel. Everybody standing in line with their little wire wire mesh strainers trying to get their chips. (laughs) And just an entire naked baseball player just comes out of the barrel.
0: Yep, yep.
1: Dripping brine.
0: Notably, there was a 3% chance of this happening for this 3% chance of necromancy.
1: Which is also posted on the Pickle Barrel.
0: Yep, yep. The flowers also bring forth Nogome McDaniel from the shadows Woo! where they accidentally sent her last season shadowing Zebariah Wilson. The sunbeams infuse Nagomi Nava and bring forth Jaden Wright from the shadows, sending Eugenia Bickle back. The garages vote to infuse Elena Billa Hollywood Confusingly, because Elena Bella is really bad and remains really bad.
1: Well, maybe she has a great personality.
0: But there was also a 27% chance of this happening, so it seems fairly intentional. Uh, they also choose to bring Nolan Sophia Patterson forth from the shadows, shadowing Jalen Hot Dog Fingers, deciding that Jalen no longer gets to continue a world tour.
1: That's bullshit. Let Jalen play.
0: The lovers... Exchange Night Triumphant for Mara Wilson, regaining Night Triumphant from the spies. And Wait, so chi- the, the actress from Matilda? Mara Wilson.
1: Oh, okay. Genuinely con- confused there for a second. The
0: actor from Matilda's sibling. Come on. Probably. I don't actually know Mara Wilson's lore. That would be funny if they were related to Mara Wilson.
1: They're not, but they were also directed um, by Danny DeVito
0: in a separate movie. The lovers also bring forth King Roland from the Shadows and shadowing Percival Wheeler. The Jazz Hands target August Sky for an exchange, opting to send back Holden Stanton. Holden Stanton, who you might recall, was a series of trades with the Crabs. Holden Stanton, who was traded three times back and forth between the Jazz Hands for Nagomi McDaniel, and now traded for August Sky on the Stakes. The Jazz Hands also choose to enrich themselves with Earlbirds. The Shoe Thieves uh, infuse Trollolol and bring forth Herring Wilson from the Shadows, sending Blood Hamburger to the Shadows. Uh, the Mechanics vote to infuse Lady Matsuyama and revoke Jasper Blathering. The Pies, again in, uh, something, in in a very odd trade. The Spies, Steal Nerd Pacheco, who is shelled. Nerd Pacheo, a good batter, who is shelled, from the Tigers, but opting to send back Nicholas Mora, who is a very good hitter. <laughs> now, also notably, they stole Nerd Pacheo as a pitcher.
1: There's some psychology going on in these these trades.
0: Yeah, Uh. there's, there's some weird... I, I could not explain it, but again, 8% chance of happening, so at least a somewhat small contingent of pies deciding that they wanted this to happen, or people voting for the pies. Uh, they also vote to infuse Henry Marshallow, which leads us to our free will teams. First up, the Georgias vote to infuse Jan Canberra and choose to bring five-star name Slosh Truck from the shadows, <laughs> uh, shadowing Neri McLeod. They also choose to alternate Flattery McKinley. The Breathments steal Jessica Telephone from the Wild Wings, sending back Elizabeth Guerra. They also revoke Stu Briggs. And they plunder Sutton Picklestein from the Flowers, sending back Lenny Spruce. The Lift vote to infuse Cool Name Galvanic. They also target star player Goodwin Morin from the Seattle Garages for an exchange, sending back Lotus Mango. And uh finally they bring forth Engine Eberhart from the shadows sending uh Coo- 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 de batterino to the shadows. And finally the good old worms yes. they target pitching machine for the plunder. Pitching machine was already on their team. <laughs>
1: This is just next level stratagem, Evan.
0: (laughs) Uh, I think they were trying to get Pitching Machine from a hitter where they had gotten them last time to be a pitcher that didn't happen. They also grab not a number from the Chicago Firefighters sending back Wanda Shen and they choose Pitching Machine to receive a trust. Notably the only player who is trusted this season getting the Uncertain mod, which when a player returns... From elsewhere, they will be adjusted between negative 15% and 20%. Hmm. Oh, so those were our wills. Uh, a lot of those were actually whimdy, but I didn't go over all of them that were whimdy, But know that they were whimdy.
1: I'll carry that information in my heart forever.
0: Yes. <sighs> Which takes us to our blessings. First, the Tacos. Following up their run to the championships, even if they didn't win the championships, they win Sundialed, which means that whenever the Tacos activate Sun 2 by scoring 10 runs, one of their players will get a 1% boost. The Tacos also win Hitting Flotation Bubble, boosting Wild Lows Hitting by 4%. Next, the Houston Spies win Defense Flotation Bubble, boosting Mild Lows Defense by 4%. The Baltimore Crabs win Rise and Grind with a whimdy vote of 2%, meaning that Aldiberto Tosser, their worst pitcher, is now a credit to the team and they pay out five times on idle payouts. The Baltimore Crabs also win Unholy, which is kind of the inverse of, of Sundial, which is that when the Crabs activate the black hole by getting 10 runs, notably the Crabs did not, activate the black hole once over the course of the last season, whereas the tacos activated suntu multiple times. They will impair a player on the opposite team by 1%. The moist talkers win high pressure, which means that while their players are on bases in flooding weather, they will perform 25% better. The flowers win center of attention, making Nagomi McDaniel a super idol, paying out two times on all her idol payouts, and win base running flotation bubble, meaning that Wild Low gets their base running boosted by 4%. The Sunbeams win Peanut Butter. Hey! Igneous Delacruz is now Chunky, and Kaj Statter Jr. is now Smooth.
1: I love winning Peanut Butter.
0: Yeah, uh, notably Chunky, uh, this player will have 100% more power in Peanut Weather. Smooth is this player will have 100% more speed in Peanut Weather. The Sunbeams also win pitching flotation bubble, meaning Wild Lowe's pitching is improved by 4%, also meaning Wild Lowe managed to win every every one of the bubble blessings this season. So look for Wild, Wild Lowe with some pretty decent improvements. The Seattle Garages win stowaway, adding Maggie Ruiz to their pitching rotation, also meaning that the Seattle Garages at this point have eight people in their pitching rotation. Fantastic. (laughs) Nearly as many pitchers as they have hitters. And finally, the Tokyo Lift win spare flippers as Freemium, Seraph, and Stinge Strongbody gain flippers. (sighs) Now, that is the end of our election. And normally, this would be where I say that's the end of our season, but I do want to bring up Two more things that happen, which is first, taking a look at lineups, we see that Tillman Henderson, yes, Tillman Henderson is no longer on the Charleston Shoe Thieves because Tillman Henderson, who was returned, has apparently failed the die roll and has been called back to the Hall of Flame.
1: So Tillman Henderson went back to hell.
0: Yes, Tillman Henderson went back to hell.
1: Iconic behavior.
0: Despite the protestations of the monitor, Tillman's back in the hall. Also, Sutton Picklestein is not on the Kansas City Breathments because Sutton Picklestein in an occurrence which actually apparently surprised the devs of Blazeball, also immediately got called back to the <laughs> hall. <laughs> so Sudden Picklestein got pulled out of hell, got pulled onto the flowers, got pulled over onto the breath mints, and then went right back to hell. I appreciate the energy. Also, one more weird thing happens. Which is- So there's a thing which we might have gone over, which is the post-season birth. I don't know if we've gone over this.
1: I feel like I would have made a joke about
0: this. Maybe. I can't remember. We've done so many episodes already, and so post-season much stuff birth, happens. Post-season
1: we, birth, we talk about the baby boom that happens at the end of every season of baseball because everyone's so excited about their team winning that they just get to fucking and sucking.
0: Uh, well, a little bit. So- Oh, God damn it. <laughs> so- When, at the end of a season, every team that makes it to the postseason has a new player hatched into their shadows. Okay, makes sense. Yeah. Now, we had seen two players hatched to the Kansas City Breathments and the Charleston Shoe Thieves because they made it to playoffs, being Brisket Frendo and Tad Seath. These players are apparently gone from these two teams' shadows, and have been given the modification if you are able to go to their pages directly, redacted, which simply states, this player is redacted. They cannot be selected as an idol. The coin briefly shows up half an hour to an hour after the election to just say, where'd you go, friendo? And then a follow-up tweet from Parker McMillan fifth indicates that a missing person report has been filed and that ownership has enlisted the help of two top-tier investigators and assures no expenses spared.
1: I appreciate the fact that the coin is apparently now Anton sugar <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fuck, that was actually, I just realized how good a joke that was. Because <laughs> the coin flipped.
1: See, I hadn't intended that, but once again, you managed to make my jokes funnier than they already were. (laughs) That's why we're the Blaseball Dream Team, my friend. I'm leaving all of this in the
0: episode. Yeah, call it. So, we don't know what that means yet. Some people have speculated that the investigators are the hard-boiled liquid friend in Uncle Plasma. Personally, as I see on Twitter, I'm very afraid that we're going to find out that we're the investigators because, God, no, I don't know what's going on. This is our Sleeper Sam and Max reboot. But that is the end of season 13. Lee, do you have any questions about this season?
1: I don't even know where I'd start. yeah. (laughs) I'm hey, gonna be honest with you. Yeah, I have a lot of questions. We're gonna have to do a second podcast to
0: address all of them. Hey, we managed to we managed to get through this one in less time, and I think a slower pace than last That's season's. That's absolutely true. Uh, <laughs> and I didn't have to explain four new mechanics, only like two. Good job, us. Oh, I also forgot during the uh, during the late siesta. Hey, listeners, if you've listened this so far, I forgot the crabs made renovations to their stadium. They got a peanut mister, which occasionally cures peanut allergies, and they lowered the inconvenience. So, hey, look at the crabs making their stadium handy accessible. So, Lee, what are you looking forward to? What do you want to see in the next season with all this going on?
1: I mean, I want to see my beloved worms keep, keep winning. Finally, I feel I have representation in the Blaseball community, in this team that apparently sucks so hard <laughs> that they continue to make it into a viable strategy. Also, I would like to know when the Blaseball shop is open again, because I would love to buy a Hades Tigers bomber jacket.
0: Uh, I think it is open.
1: I I had said it was on hiatus when I tried to order my bomber jacket, but it's possible that I'm just not good at buying things online, which would be news to me, but stranger things have happened.
0: <laughs> well, uh, you can buy that and then I can go buy the vinyl record of Garage's music that is happening, because that's happening you
1: you should link me to that because i do own a vinyl player and i am going to buy records Lee, for i've
0: 100 percent already linked you to it because i asked you if i should buy it
1: <laughs> oh that's right evan you can't possibly expect me to remember things <laughs> our friendship is founded on many things great jokes mutual respect Being gay. (laughs) (laughs) Having a good memory is not one of those things.
0: 100%. Well, until next time, let me remind our listeners of a little bit of bookkeeping first, which is, hey, listeners, uh, if you've enjoyed this, if you found it helpful, as always, you can leave us a tip. In our tip jar, um, there's a link in the show notes. We have to pay for hosting now, so it is appreciated. But hey, as we said last week, if you wanna shoot us a message on Twitter at a cultural event, we will start beef for you. We will say we will say funny things. Um, we will call out your your RP enemies, or I don't know, propose to your RP friends. If for some reason this is the podcast that you want to RP propose on.
1: Friends, I have never wanted to do something more than I've wanted to do this. <laughs> We're doing this for bargain basement prices. Like, I'm begging you. I want to do this so badly. Five bucks.
0: I'm not even. Like, just throw us a tip and shoot us a message, and that's like.
1: 50 cents, and I'll make the insults for you. You just give me, like, I want you to get, I want it to be like this kind of cutting insult, and I will make a bespoke insult for whoever you want.
0: But until then, I've been Evan Saft. You can find me on Twitter at Names Equipped. You can find both of us on our other podcast rollout, playing a queer-as-fuck-mask campaign. And, Lee, you want to take it from here?
1: Yes, as always... I have been Eli Lee, and until next time, I hope that if you suck really hard at something, you can at least turn it into some kind of viable game strategy.
0: Our thanks to The Garages for letting us use their song, and I mean all gods, as our theme. You can find more music that they've written about baseball at thegarages.bandcamp.com.